The first time is Chirp's live lit and music event held quarterly at Martyrs in North Center. The night's theme was First Fling. Tyler Snodgrass is a banjo extraordinaire and very funny guy. He is um, the uh, procurer of this show called We Still Like You. It's every first Saturday at the Flatiron at 10 p.m. And you tell a fucking horrible story. And then the audience is required to exonerate you by saying we still like you. (laughs) Comedian Tyler Snodgrass. I was raised Southern Baptist, um, but I am normal now. Uh, If you grow up in the Ozarks, uh, which is that stretch of the Bible Belt that kind of divides the Midwest and the South, uh, that means statistically you grew up Southern Baptist. And being raised Southern Baptist means that sexually, I identify as scared. I had my first kiss at age 14 when I uh, charmed, for lack of a better word, uh, a girl from my speech and debate team. Um, Oh yeah. uh, After I quoted Ario Speedwagon at her. (laughs) I was a 14 year old straight boy, so I was aroused and excited, needless to say. But I was also a 14-year-old Baptist, so in that moment, I feared that a hole in the earth would open up and swallow me into hell. (laughs) And when the kissing was over, uh, I was still horny and uh, still alive, and I was quickly given the feedback of too much tongue. Um, I touched my first boob at age 16, and I guess also my second boob at age 16. Uh, Got them both! Um, this happened when I was briefly going out with one of my church friends' co-workers. Uh, my dad taught history at a school across town, and this girl happened to be one of his students. And I think, in hindsight, uh, she had a crush on my dad. <laughs> uh, more so. And look, that's not anybody's favorite circumstances under which to touch boobs for the first time. But I was going to take what I could get, (laughs) because I was a 16-year-old boy. I was also a 16-year-old Baptist, (laughs) and so anytime we were making out, I was in constant fear that my family would walk into the basement, see the unholy atrocity of boob handling, and then I would be tarred and feathered in front of the church while, like, jars of clay played or something like that. And this trend uh, continued for too long. A small sexual milestone immediately met with irrational fear. Um, it eventually faded. I mean, I, so I did once make out in the back of a church van, and I still think I'm going to get left behinded because of it. <laughs> but uh, the arousal slash fear combo meal uh, has not really affected me for several years now. In college, I started dating a girl who I thought I was going to marry. Uh, And I thought I was going to marry her because, no, we were not in love because I was 21 years old. Um, And that's the age where you think things like that. (laughs) That's the age where you're like, oh yeah, my one girlfriend, that's the only girlfriend I'll (laughs) I'll ever have. It's the age where you have no life experience and you can't change a tire, uh, but you're sure you've got love figured out, you know, because the generous Lord gave me a freebie, you know? 
I should mention that this scenario, uh, where I'm from, is not uncommon. I do have many friends who got married in their early 20s or even late teens, uh, and they are pretty much all divorced now. Um, and that's sad, but their next weddings are going to be way more fun than their first <laughs> weddings. So, you know. So my college girlfriend and I, we never had sex. Uh, sex, she and I agreed, was uh, scary and for married people. I'm sure we all think that. Um, <laughs> but we did engage in the classic Christian loophole of hand stuff. <laughs> uh, so what... Uh, <laughs> What is foreplay to most couples was our main course. So yeah, uh, I was getting hand jobs on the reg, okay? <laughs> I, was the, I was king hand job, ruling a kingdom of hand jobs, uh, which is a kingdom nobody wants. <laughs> Except for me, I was thrilled about it. For one, these revelations-level fears that were happening, or had happened, had kind of stopped. I was like comfortable for the first time. Um, and also, it was way more than I deserved. Uh, you know, I was like a dopey, you know, Ozarkian in his early 20s who wore Batman t-shirts like twice a week, you know? Uh, and I said shirts, so it wasn't the same. I owned a few, right? <laughs> I mean, I was ahead of a lot of 20-somethings because I did have a bed frame. Um... And like more than one bath towel, but I still, but I also, I thought that like doing improv and drinking craft beer was a personality, you know, so <laughs> it's amazing anyone found me attractive at all. As a comedian, which is what I, uh, which is what I do a lot, uh, I make sex jokes a decent amount. And I think se sex is funny, right? Sex is funny. Uh, I think because it's embarrassing most of the time <laughs> uh, on some level. It's either embarrassing because, you know, you're being vulnerable with another person. Uh, and if any of that got out, right, it would be, ah. Um, and then sometimes it's embarrassing because you know God is watching you, right? <laughs> but at this point in my life, uh, sex stuff, which again, uh, was purely dry humping and then the devil's handshake. Um, it, it didn't feel embarrassing at the time uh, for the first time. But uh, one night with my then-girlfriend, um, after receiving one hand, shop, hand job, she tried to give me a second one. Uh, whoops. <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, so I could, not, I could not get it up, and I, I panicked, and I felt, like, weak, and I felt guilty, and all that embarrassment, like, came back. And of course, I wanted to perform. I wanted to show her that I like appreciated the gesture, uh, and and like maybe that I loved her, and also it would feel good. But like two hand jobs back to back is impossible. Um, I can't even do it for me, and I like know what I like, you know. So I was just like I just like laid there, uh, like. <laughs> Intensely focusing on a dead region, just floppy, soft, ashamed. And she said, is there anything you want to try? Uh, and this thought had never crossed my mind before, but I said, you want to try dirty talk? <laughs> and I don't know where this came from. Like, when I would watch porn, which I felt terrible about, I would, uh, I would, like, usually turn the sound down because what they were saying, like, bothered me, you know? So... But still, I was like, let's try dirty talk. And neither of us, of course, had any experience with this, but she was down to try it. Um, so while we continued attempting the unpopular sequel to a hand job, <laughs> my girlfriend started her own unique version of dirty talking. 
and bless her heart, <laughs> she said verbatim, you have a great penis. Your penis is very good. <laughs> and I like that. I like, I like it a lot. <laughs> Not exactly dirty talk, more Yelp review, I would say. Um, so I, I wasn't really turned on, right? But I did feel like supported and encouraged. And <laughs> like I could take, I could do anything except for the one thing I wanted to do. Um, and so this attempt went on a short while longer and it didn't work. So we put the kibosh on the whole thing and went to sleep. Uh, months passed and uh, I graduated and, you know, later we broke up and later she moved and later I got a job and later I uh, did have sex with someone else uh, and then a few other people and uh, the awkwardness uh, doesn't end in your teen years or uh, your 20s uh, sometimes. I just turned 30 last week and I have a girlfriend and I there's still some nervousness there sometimes, um, which is kind of fun and it, of course it's still very fun. You know, to quote Bob Seger, uh, <laughs> the poet laureate for nostalgic dads, <laughs> working on our night moves, <laughs> trying to lose those awkward teenage blues, which sometimes bleed into your 20s and 30s. <laughs> And then, ain't it funny how the night moves? And you know what, Bob? It is funny how the night moves. <laughs> All of our night moves are pretty funny. <laughs> like, if anybody else saw them, they'd be like, that's pretty funny. And uh, they're funny whether or not God is watching. Thank you. I'll take this opportunity to thank you for not making us play jars of clay. <laughs> we would have done it, and we would have done it happily. But...
trusty words I use hers to use me but neither one cares We're getting our share Working on the night boost Trying to make some Blurkworth DNA blues Working on the night boost In the summertime Strange how the night moves When you just don't seem to have as much to lose And it's funny how the night moves With autumn closing in Yeah. Uh-huh. 
We're just going to keep playing until you talk us out of here, Jen. Okay. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for releasing me from this. Hey, guys. Okay. Give it up for the first time three, please. Nine moves. Man down, and they're still fucking incredible. Thank you. Snodgrass, hilarious. Thank you. Check out We Still Like You. I love the exoneration of this show. Okay, I'm Jen Sodini. Thanks so much for being here. Good night, everybody. the first time the first time it's funny how you remember the first time You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.